discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. for a moment sit down for a moment i want to share some few things with you so that when i declare to you understand it very well then i'll explain it to me some more for you hallelujah hallelujah are you ready i want everybody seated comfortably everybody come around sit sit down wherever you are watching us via live stream kindly take your seat be comfortable as much as possible and hear the word of God. This is the time for you to be focused and pay attention to what God is saying. Make sure you don't miss your word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hallelujah. I'm excited about the word. Wow. Let's start from where I started singing. Isaiah chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 3. I have about a thousand scriptures for you. I have about a thousand scriptures for you. So humble yourself. And let me take you through, okay? Are you ready? Isaiah chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 3. Great prophecy that um, was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He says, The way that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 3 says, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all nations shall flow into it. All nations shall flow into it. Verse 3. And many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the, the mountain of the Lord. To the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and he will walk, we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. It shall come to pass in the last days. Are we in the last days? He says, In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above all the mountains of the world. There are various mountains in the world. Now, he's not talking about a literal mountain. You see, he's talking about the house of God. And he says that the house of God is a mountain that shall be exalted above all the mountains of the earth. Ecobank is a mountain. The banking industry is a mountain. The media is a mountain. Government is a mountain. Entertainment is a mountain. All these wild things are mountains. Politics is a mountain. All these are mountains. The Bible says that it shall come in the last days that the mountain of the lost house 
shall be established in the top of the mountains. It means that if you put all these mountains together, it cannot be compared to the mountain of the Lord's house. In other words, the Lord's house will be the highest thing you can ever imagine and you can ever think about. If you want to know what is going to be happening in the future, this is what the Bible says. He's showing you how the future is going to be like. The mountain of the Lord's house is going to be the most important thing in the world. You know, these days, if someone uh, 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 loses a job or goes without a job for a year, it's a very big deal, isn't it? He's letting you know that the house of the Lord will be more important than any other thing you can think about. The mount of the Lord will be more important than your marriage. It will be more important than your kids. It will be more, than, more important than your business. More important than entertainment. More important than policies. More important than anything. Everything shall come out of it. He says, many shall go and say, come and let us go to the house of the Lord. Meaning that the house of the Lord will be very, very important. Very powerful. It's, this this. This prophecy is so powerful that it is repeated again in the Bible. In Micah chapter 4 verse 1. Look at Micah chapter 4 verse 1. Can you hear me? Yes. Everything is fine. Yes. Alright. It says, but in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the Lord, the house of the Lord, shall be established in the top of the mountains. It's as though Micah and Isaiah sat down to write a thing. But they weren't together. The same thing was spoken to Micah. And it shall be exalted above the hills and people shall flow unto it. This shall be the place where people shall come to. People's eyes shall be in the house of God. The house of God will be so important that people shall be there. And they would want to march there and receive a word for themselves to do well in their lives. If you know this prophecy, then you should align yourself to the house of God. What do you think? How many of you want to do well? Listen, it's a, it's, it's a natural desire in every single individual in this world to do well. If you are a human being and you don't want to do well, there's something wrong with you. Who doesn't want to do well? Everybody wants to do well. Who doesn't want good marriage? Anybody, you don't like good marriage. You want to have a marriage where your husband keeps beating you. Lift your hand if you're like that. You don't want that, do you? You want to have a stable marriage. Who, who doesn't want a good job that pays more than $10,000 a year? No, no, a month. $10,000 a month. Who doesn't want that? How many of you want that? If you want that, give me a wave. Yeah. How many of you want a job that pays $100 million a year? Yeah. He's telling you where those things will be gotten from. How those things will, be, will come to you. He says the house of the Lord. The house of the Lord will be established. If you want to know what will be established. Every, he says, behold, I shake the heavens and I shake the earth. Everything that will be shaken will be shaken. The only thing that cannot be shaken is the house of God. Hey. So if I were you, I will align myself. I will align myself. That's what I'm talking to you today. To help you align yourself properly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is an old, before Isaiah wrote about it, it was already in the scriptures. It is an old path. You see, there are some old paths that are existent in the word of God that have been there for a long time. Jeremiah, look at Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Jeremiah 6, 16. You see, I've started quoting the scripture. I've quoted two already, isn't it? I'm quoting more. I've quoted more. I've quoted more than two. So make sure you are following me. Don't, every single thing is important. That's here the Lord. Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. They are old paths. Say they are old paths. They are paths that people have gone on and have done well. If you despise them, you will die. 
If you try to make your own path, you will die. You will just vanish. He is showing you what is more stable. What is he's, the mountain of the Lord shall be established on top of the mountains. Those who are focused on the house of God will be established with the house of God. He says, it's, these are, he says, that's the Lord. Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein and you shall find rest for your souls. If you walk in the old paths, you shall have rest for your souls. How many of you want rest for yourself? He says, walk in the old paths. He says, but they said, we will not walk therein. It is foolishness to say, I will not walk in it. It is foolishness to despise what God says. This is what you are supposed to do. If you despise it, you are in trouble. He's letting you know. He says, this is an old path. This is an old path that you ought to walk in. Look at Jeremiah chapter 2. From verse 13 to verse 15. Nothing else works. Know what God wants you to do and follow it. They are old paths. I'm going to show you what the old people have done along that line. And how they became... How they became. I mean, which one do you prefer? Charting a new course or an old course that's already been charted? I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. Haven't you read that in the Bible? The Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. God says, listen, they are old paths. See and walk in there and you shall have rest for your soul. I will not stress myself with unnecessary things. There are old paths that you must walk on. You despise it, you die. He says, for my people have committed two evils. My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me. The fountain of living waters. And they have healed them out cisterns. They are forsaking me. The fountain of living waters. And have healed out cisterns. New cisterns. Broken cisterns that cannot hold water. They cannot hold any water. They are going in waste and trying to put things together that do not work. You know, they tell us, oh, if you put one or two together, do this and do that and do that and you succeed. Brothers and sisters. Uh, point. I'm showing you the key of the universe. That's what I'm showing you now. Yeah, next, this year, we are in 2018. This year, we are going to be walking in the highest key. Yeah. Of the, among all the old paths, this is the oldest path ever. And that's what we are going to be functioning by this year. Go to the next verse. Verse 13, verse 14. Is Israel a servant? He has become a servant because he's, he's hewing out new systems, broken systems, because he has neglected the fountain of life. Is Israel a servant? Is he a, a homeborn slave? Why is he spoiled? Why is he spoiled? Why? He's not talking about spoiling, the, spoiling him. He's talking about losing your properties and losing what makes you you. Israel had lost everything. Why are children of God losing what they are supposed to have? Hallelujah. Is Israel a servant? Is, is he a homeborn slave? He's asking. But why is he spoiled? If it's none of these things, why is he spoiled? He's spoiled because he's hewing out for himself new things. But as I said, there's nothing new under the sun. He says, Behold, is there anything that you shall find and then you shall say, Hey, this is a new thing? There's nothing new. They are old paths. Neglect it to your own detriment. Look at the next verse, verse 15. The young lions roared, up, roared upon him and yelled, and they made his land waste. A burn without inhabitants. He's empty. He has nothing. You follow their ways, you will have nothing. Your life will just keep going down. There's an old path. Say there are old paths. Look at Isaiah 59, verse 8. 
more things letting you know that there's just one path. New, no new path works. It doesn't. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 59. Verse 8. What does it say? The way of peace they know not. And there's no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not have peace. They shall not know peace. The one who goes in that path will not know peace. Sometimes we are advised. Do it like this. You know, in life, you must face reality. <laughs> Let's be real. Go to school. Finish school. Get a good degree. Have you realized that those things are not working any longer? <laughs> Have you realized that you've, you've finished school, you've got a good degree, but you are in the house and nothing is happening for you? Have you realized that it's like that? does not work anymore. It works to a point, but after, after a while, it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't. It works to a certain point, but after that, it doesn't work anymore. You need something supernatural. Something extraordinary. You need something more than what exists for everybody. Listen, people are walking around with talismans around their waist. People are being helped by things. What is helping you? What is your key? What is your key? What are you, what are you functioning by? There's an old path. Say there's an old path. Say there are old paths. Jeremiah 6.16. Go back, go, go back to that place. Jeremiah. You see, as for the crooked path, the one who walks on it, shall not, he shall not know peace. But the one who walks in the path of the old, he says, that says a lot. Stand in the ways and see and ask for the old path. Where is the old way? The good way. It's the good way. And walk therein. Find it and walk therein. And you shall find rest for your souls. But they foolishly said, we will not walk therein. We will not. That's why they have all the problems they have. No peace. No rest. He says, it shall come to pass in the last days. That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 is the oldest path you can ever think about in your life. Matthew 6 33. Matthew 6.33. It is the oldest path. It is the oldest key for the universe. This is the reason why we exist. He says, seek ye bats. He starts with bats. Bats. You see, instead of seeking what every other person is seeking, he says the Gentiles are seeking what they will wear. They are seeking what they will eat. They are seeking where they will sleep. They are seeking things. But he says, but you. Seek first, first. You see, you are not impressed. You are not impressed by my message. It's like it's not powerful enough. He says, but seek first. You think he's joking? This is an old path. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things. All these things. All these things. That they are looking for will be added it will be added. I see things being added to you. Things you didn't ask for will be added to you. God will surprise you. He says, but you seek first. Seek first. Seek first. Seek first. The kingdom of the Lord. Seek first. Seek the advantage. 
advancement of the house of the Lord. And watch things that they are looking for being added to you free of charge. Hallelujah. Take your seat for some time. This is what I've done throughout my life till date. I started seeking the kingdom of God very early in my life. As far back as when I was like 13, I, I can remember. So I started carrying chests in the house of God. You should, know, you should ask those who have looked after me. They will tell you. Carrying chests. Making sure the house of God is doing well. And God has... I've, I've had things I've not prayed for. There are a lot of things I've not prayed for. I don't think about a lot of things. Because I seek first. It looks primitive. It's, it's called an old path. It's primitive. It doesn't look attractive. It's old. It looks... It doesn't look powerful. It's ancient. If you are sitting behind a computer and typing some things and doing, it's more powerful. That one looks more powerful. If you are having some software, listen, God's things are not functioning by a certain software. It's hardware. Hardware. <laughs> seek first. Seek first. It says, but you. Seek first. You. Tell me about you. But you. Seek first. The kingdom of God. Seek advancing the kingdom of God. Seek the house of the Lord. Because that is the mountain that shall be established on top of all the other mountains you can think about. You function by that mountain, every other mountain will submit to you. I want to show you four kings in the Bible who functioned according to this old path. I said it existed. It existed a long time before Isaiah saw it and spoke it. Before Micah saw it and spoke it. I want to share with you four, four kings. Okay, can I share with you? The first king is David. David. You see, David lived more than 3,000 years ago. Who is called David here? Anybody with David here? We have one, two, two people here called David. People are called, David's name has not vanished under the earth. He died a long time ago. If you check your Bible, only David had his name. Nobody else. God, it's called before him, nobody's called David. After him, nobody else called David. He's so venerated that his name is unique to him. Unique. Unique. Nobody. He's called David the king. In Matthew 1 1, he's called David. They mention, mention, and they say, David the king. Why? 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 Why is it that? You see, God even promised him a throne that will be everlasting. Jesus will come and come and sit on the throne of David. Charlie, you are they coming to sit on your throne? You, you don't even have a throne. I mean, you should be finding out who this guy is and what he did that made him so wild. Do you understand what I, 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 I don't know. Maybe you are looking for what you are looking for in life is to have some one bedroom house somewhere. Have okay, you are, you are even looking for a six bedroom house in America. With two cars, one for yourself, one for your wife, and a smaller one for your children. That's all you're looking for. Maybe that's what you think when it comes to life and prosperity and living. Listen, people have come and gone, their names are still here. And their names are not only here, their names are also in the heavens, inscribed in the heavens. Hey, what did they do? What did they do? David, say David. David. Stop your neighbor and say David. David. Yeah. Uh, someone may not even name his, ch- his child after you. We have named our children after David over the years, three th- over 3,000 years ago. The guy existed over 3,000 years ago, and we still name our children, you know, David. We still call him. Mention his name. Why? 
Because when David was made king, in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 3. Look at 2 Samuel 5, 3. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron. And king David made a league with them in, before the Lord. They anointed David king over Israel. This is, the anoint, this is the day David became king over all of Israel. He had ruled over Judah before for some time. But then this was the day he was made king over all of Israel. This is the third time he was anointed. The first assignment he tackled after his anointing into office as a king is found in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 3. Look at what that's. First assignment. First thing. He says, but seek first. David knew. Jesus had not spoken into, into his ears, but he knew. And they set the ark of God upon a new... Go, go to verse 1. Let's read from verse 1 to verse 2. So that it makes more sense. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. Verse 2. First assignment. Though. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called the name of the Lord of hosts, that dwelleth between the cherubims. First assignment. Let's go and bring the ark. The ark of God contained God. Let us bring God. Let us do something for God, not for ourselves. Let us do something for God. First thing, what are you doing first? What is first in your life? You see, things are not working because you have misplaced priorities. Yeah. There are other things that are replacing God and replacing things. You have your priorities mixed up. Your attention is on a job. If only you can work with that radio station. If only you can work with that bank, that TV station. If only you can work with that company. If only you can get that woman, that lady to marry. If only you can get that car to drive. You have misplaced. Oh, tell your neighbor, is it true? Is what he's saying true? Is it true? Is it true? Your priorities are misplaced. This guy is made king, and the first thing he does is to go for the old path. Old path. He's an old path guy. First. First thing. He had it in his heart to build the house of the Lord. He had, it was in his heart to build the house of the Lord. Look at 1 Chronicles. Go to 1 Chronicles chapter 23. Hmm. Do you like my message? 1 Chronicles chapter 28, rather. From verse 1 to verse 3. And David assembled all the princes of Israel, the princes of the tribes, and the captains of the companies that ministered to the king by course, and the captains over the thousands. And captains over the hundreds, and, and the stewards over the substance and possession of the king, and of the sons and of the officers, and with the mighty men, and with all the valiant men unto Jerusalem. David was about to die. He was handing over. Look at the next thing. Then David the king stood up, stood up upon his feet, and said, Hear me, my brethren, and my people. As for me, say, As for me. As for me. He says, If it comes to me, as for me, I had in mine heart. To build an house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord and for the footstool of our God and had made ready for the building. I, I had it asked for me when it comes to me. This is the reason why I was living. When it, this, is what, this is what David was existing for. To build God a house. To give God a place of rest. He was interested in the mountain of the Lord. In the house of the Lord. That is why he became what he became. You want to know David's secret? This is David's secret. You know, the Bible says that I found David, a man after my own heart. Isn't it? With my holy oil, oil have I anointed him. 
All those things were said about David. Why? Why? Because in short, he says, ask for me. What ask your neighbor? What is in your heart? What is in your heart? What are your new year resolution? What is in your heart? You see, God has sent me to align you properly. To help you align. How many of you want to see real prosperity? Real increase? How many of you want to really do well? Yeah, I'm showing you. I'm showing you the old path. Start rearranging your heart right now. Okay, start rearranging your heart right now. Make God, he says, ask for me. I had it in my heart. He didn't do it all, but he had it in his heart. He had it in his heart. Ask for me. I had in my heart to build a house of rest for the, for the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And for the footstool of our God, and had made ready for, I have made, he said it was so much in his heart that he provided money for it. Listen, go to, go to verse 3. But God, God denied him. But God said unto me, Thou shalt not build a house for my name, because thou hast been a man of war and hast shed blood. He was a man of war. He was always fighting. So he couldn't, God told him, Your hands is too full of blood. Your son will do it. But even though God told him, You will not do it, it was so much in his heart that David pondered over the house of God to the point that God gave him the pattern of the building of the temple by the Spirit. It's in the Bible. I'm not the one saying it. Go to, go to verse. Go to verse 11. Hmm. Then David gave to Solomon his son the pattern of the porch and of the houses thereof and of the treasures, treasures thereof and of the upper chambers thereof and of the inner palace thereof and of the palace of the place of the mercy seat. He was just giving it to him. Okay, next verse. This was not, this is different. This revelation is different from what Moses had. Moses had a revelation. You know Moses was a man of God. Yeah. Moses saw the pattern of how the tabernacle was supposed to look like. Now the temple is going to be built. And David is the one who is shown by God. Just like Moses was shown by God. Moses had to climb up into the, the, the mountain of Sinai. To be there for 40 days and 40 nights. To see the pattern of the ark of covenant. The pattern of the whatever, table of Shubra and all those things. And make Bezalel and Aholiab do them. Now, David had it in his heart so strong eh, to do something for the Lord that he, he, in his prayer, he's seeking God. I want to build your house. God, God said, I will not let you build it, but God had to give him the plan. It was in his heart so strong. What is in your heart? Okay, next thing. Verse 13. Okay, okay, go back. Go back to verse 12. We read from verse 11, isn't it? We are in verse 12 now. Are you, are you in the church? Yeah. And the pattern of all that he had, by what? He had by the spirit of the course of the house of the Lord. And of all the chambers run about, he, he, God revealed to him to the point that he even saw the courses by which the priest should minister. Yeah. Hey, ask for me. I had it in my heart. Ask your neighbor what's in your heart. Is there a BMW X5? Or is a Cadillac? Which one is in your heart? What, what are you... You see, when you say something is in your heart, eh? this is something you talk about. It's out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. This is something you talk about. Every day, David was talking about the house of the Lord. Even when he's fighting. Chine, 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 chine. I want to build God a house. I want to build God a house. Chine, 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 chine. I want to build God a house. He's talking to, he's talking to uh, 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 Joab. Joab, I want to build God a house. Chine, 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 chine. Can we build it? Then the guy will come. Pa, 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 pa. I want to build God a house. It was in his heart so strong. So strong. So it's called old path. Old path. 
Leave it and you'll be surprised. Do it and you'll be shocked. Leave it. Oh, a lot of people don't. They don't care about some of these things. You see, what we are saying is like, oh, what are these people talking about? They want us to work so that they can get offering and all that. <laughs> Brother, I'm showing you what, what really exists. Okay? Hmm. He had it so strong. To the point that he provided cash for it. Go to verse 15. He provided so much cash. 32 million what? Dollars. Provided so much cash. Go, go to, let's read from verse 14. Go to verse 14. He says, he gave of gold by weight for things of gold. For all instruments of all manner of service. Silver also for instruments, all instruments of silver by weight. For all instruments of every kind of service. Verse 15. Even the weight for the candlesticks of gold and for their lamps of, of gold. By weight for every candlestick and for the lamps thereof. And for the candlestick of silver by weight. Both for the candlestick and also for the lamps thereof. According to the use of every candle. I mean, the guy gave. It was so much in his heart that Solomon did not have to provide anything. Solomon overdid it. He added more to it. Because Solomon, took the, the first instruction for Solomon, when he became king, was build the house of God. Solomon was the second king I'm going to talk about. These are people, Solomon became, you see, David, David was a very, very rich guy. If he was not rich, he couldn't have given this amount of money. How did he become rich? I had it in my heart. He just, he just had it in his heart. To build God a house, and this is what he saw. Okay, you don't believe. Go to Psalm 92. Psalm 89, rather. Go to Psalm 89, from verse 20. If you don't do it, may I do it? If you don't follow that path, I'll follow it. Yeah, I want to follow it. I want to follow it. It's not for pastors, though. It's not for leaders. It's for the house of God. Is there a prophecy for pastors? It's not a prophecy for pastors. It's for everybody. Key in is a master key. If you key in, you are, you are done. Key in. We went to a certain place recently with some of our pastors. And people were giving testimonies of what God has done for them. A 58-year-old woman gave birth. How? That was her second child. Her first child was at 55. Her second child was at 58. She said, I keyed in to the, to, to the covenant of soul winning. Instead of worrying about my troubles, I was building the house of God. I was elevating the kingdom of God. I was advancing the kingdom of God. That's what God did. It's a mistake to be worrying about what you don't have. And to be thinking about what, I don't know how my life is going to be. Just forget about those things. I, I, don't, I don't have future plans. I don't have future plans. My future plan is to build the house of God. Every other thing is added. You, you, think, it's a, you think it's a very bad plan, eh? He says, but seek ye first. You think Jesus was joking? He says, but seek ye first. No, not second. First. First. If you seek him first, nothing will be have to be second. <laughs> All the things that would have been second will be accomplished. You wouldn't have to worry about anything. What you push up goes up with you. What you push forward goes forward with you. Yeah, it's up to you. If you push God's kingdom, it will carry you along. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Am I saying come and be a full-time minister? No. I'm talking about. I'm talking about you as a banker. Committing yourself to the kingdom of God. Bringing the gospel to your banking area. And serving God in his house. Someone said, I keyed into the kingdom, to kingdom business of cleaning chairs, being an usher. And as I was cleaning the chairs, 
my business started opening. You can pray till you die. It will not change. Because misplaced priorities. If God blesses you, you even to even take you farther away from him. He will not make that mistake. He will not, the foundation is completely wrong. He will not make that mistake. Psalm 89 verse 20 says, I have found David, my servant. You see? He says, I found David what? My servant. The guy says, he serves me. He's into my work. He's into my house. And he says, yes, he's my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. As you serve the Lord. His holy oil will find you. I have found him. See, I found David. My servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. Verse, verse, verse 21. Look at, look at what God did for him because he was a servant. And because he sought his kingdom first. With whom my hand shall be established. Have you heard it? It says, by him my hand shall be established. By him my house shall be established. God knew him so much that he said, if this guy is there, my house will be established. My hand will be established. My arm also shall strengthen him. Because he's establishing my hand and I will strengthen him. <laughs> On every side. On every side. Moses, Moses is God. Moses is God. Moses, the servant of God. Moses was so strong at, at age one, two. The Bible says that his eyes were not dim. Neither was his countenance abated. He stood still, upright. Why? Servant of God. What are you? My arm also shall strengthen him. David never lost the battle. Never. Never. He never lost one battle. Do you know why? Because every battle you ask God, he says, so you ask God, God, what should I do? God will tell him, do it like this. He will do it and he'll work. Every battle. Yeah, and they, come on. Read Second Samuel, you see. And David inquired of the Lord. And David took the effort and inquired of the Lord. Plenty. Yeah. What's the next verse? Verse 22. You like the verses we are reading. I'm just, I'm just reading scriptures to you. The enemy shall not exact upon him. The enemy shall not exact upon him. Let's read the Amplified. You don't understand exact. I want you to see it well. Hallelujah. <laughs> Which one? Oh, this one is Old English. We want more English. We are warming up. Tell me about we are warming up. Yeah. What does the message say? No enemy will get the best of him. No scoundrel will do him in. No enemy what? No enemy will get the best of him. No enemy will get the best of him. Has your enemy ever gotten the best of you? Uh-huh. He's showing you what will help you not have your enemy get the best of you. The deceit of those who are against him will not overcome him. He will not be troubled by the sons of evil. He will not be troubled by the sons of evil. Deceit of his enemies shall not get to him. They will plan, but it will not get to him. Why? They will plan, but it will not get to you. Why? Because you have keyed in. Hmm? Amplified. The enemy will not outwit him, nor will the wicked man afflict or humiliate him. I will crush his adversaries before him. I will crush his adversaries before him. <laughs> hey! Are you seeing it? This is David. This is King David. Why are all these, these, these blessings in his life? It's a blessing, oh. It's a blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. Yeah. It's not hard work that maketh rich. Yeah. There's hard work. Hard work has a place. Yeah. But it is the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. Yeah. You don't labor to be rich. Yeah. You labor to be a blessing. Yeah. You'll be surprised. 
is English. What does it say? It says that no enemy will win a war against him and no wicked people will conquer him. This is what I wanted. No enemy will win any war. You will fight, but you will not win. When it comes to David, forget about it. You will come to against him at your own risk. Hallelujah. You have another version. Yeah. Nobody shall win any war against him. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. Nobody will, will, will be able to overcome in the year 2018. You see, all those things that have been beating you, you realize that some things have been beating you, like they've been challenging you over the years. In 2018, they'll bow down. They cannot come against you because you are following the old path. Look at the next verse. Verse 23. I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. May that be the, 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 oh, hallelujah. <laughs> May that be the condition and the situation of your enemies in Jesus' name. <laughs> if I say I'll talk about David, we'll go tomorrow. There's so much to talk about him about. He became so rich that he had everything. Because he said, I had, as for me, I had it in my heart. May it be in your heart as well. Solomon is the next king. King number two. King number two. In 1 Chronicles 28, from verse 5 to verse 6, he's made a king and he's given the instructions of building the temple of God. And he takes that instruction very, very, very seriously. And now, go back, go to that place. 1 Chronicles, King James. And all my sons, all of my sons, for the Lord has given me many sons. This is David talking. He has chosen Solomon, my son, to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. Verse 6. And he said unto me, Solomon thy son, he shall build my house and my courts. For I have chosen him to be my son, and I'll be his father. So God chose Solomon to do it. And when Solomon came, that was the first thing he attempted to do. And he did it. Because Solomon did that, and requested for, you see, Solomon sacrificed a very huge sacrifice. One time offering. Nobody has given a one time offering as huge as this one. He gave a thousand cattle. Eh? That's in First Kings. Go to First Kings. First Kings chapter three, from verse four. First Kings three, from verse four. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. He offered plenty, so much so that God appeared to him in a dream after and asked him, "What do you want me to do for you?" He cared about the house of God so much that he sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings. God appeared, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, God, give me wisdom so that I may rule your people, not so that I can overcome my enemies. So that I may rule your people, for your people are a great number. He was concerned about the people of God, about the house of God, about the work of God. And God told him that it is good you did not ask for your, your, your enemies and all that, or money, because you didn't ask, and you asked for wisdom to rule my people, to do my work. It's, a, it's an ancient battle. God said, I've given you wisdom about your enemies. No man that comes after you will be wiser than you. Yeah, even Jesus said it. He says nobody is greater than Solomon in terms of wisdom. But the greater than Solomon has come. He's the only one who is above Solomon. Every other person before, after, nobody will be rich and wise as much as Solomon. Earthly speaking, you can't pass him. God gave him wisdom and gave him money. Money. Why? House of God in my heart. House of God in my heart. House of God in my heart. First thing in my life. First thing, not second. Not one and a half. 
Number one. Third king. Let's look at the third king. The third king is King Hezekiah. Hezekiah the king. In 2 Chronicles chapter 29 from verse 1, we see Hezekiah being made king as well. And the Bible says that in the first month of the first year of King Hezekiah's reign, he repaired the house of God. Verse 3, go to verse 3. Go to verse 3. So we see, I don't want us to read too much. He, in the first year of his reign, in the first month, first month, first year, first month, this is the first, it's called the first thing. You see, the principle is let it be first. That is, the, that is the key. It's let it be first. It's not second. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. When you go to work, do you sleep when you go to work? No. Do you sleep behind your desk when you're at work? No. Do you sleep in your lecture room? No. Do you do that? Can you, as, a, as a medical student, can you go and go and sleep in the, in the, in the, at the ward? No. As they are operating, then you just fall on the patient like that. What are you doing? You are feeling so sleepy. You can't help yourself. You can't do because you see, you can't do that, but you can't do that in the house of God. It shows what is in your heart. The way you run to do things outside of the house of God and are slow to do things in the house of God shows your heart. Hey, you can't say, oh, this is my heart is different by what I'm doing. What is in your heart is what you will do. What out of the abundance of the heart proceeds. Eh? It is the place for the issuance of life. How your life will be is dependent on your heart. You see the way you can learn your books. When I'm going to write exams, when I'm going to preach, you don't learn your, your Bible like that. It shows what is in your heart. It shows what which mountain you are aligned to. Change your life. Tell me about change your life. Listen, we are not joking in 2018. We, I want you to see real results in your life. That's why I'm sharing these things with you. Do you understand? I want you to. Aren't you tired of having the same old things? Yeah, things must be different. It's a new season. It's a new dawn, isn't it? It's a new dawn in your life. <laughs> first thing. In the first year of the first month of his reign, look at the next thing. Go, go to verse 3. Go back to verse 3. He opened the doors of the house of the Lord. It had been shut so long that there was dust. It was gone into bad. It was in a bad shape. He opened the house of the, of the Lord and repaired them. First thing. He repaired them. Read about Hezekiah, you'll be shocked at what Hezekiah did. I was shocked as I read it. Hezekiah did too much in the house of God. He did so much that when he was going to die, Isaiah walked to him and told him that you are going to die. He turned to the wall and told God that, look at all the things I've done for you. Why should I die? Just when Isaiah was walking in the palace, going out of the palace, God spoke to him, turned back and go and talk to that guy and tell him that he's going to live 15 years more. God gave him 15 years more life because of his house. He repaired the house of God. He taught the priests what to do. He showed them. He showed everything. You read from chapter 30 to 31 to 32. You'll be shocked about Hezekiah's life. He was a, a, a part guy. He was a God house oriented guy. Yeah. Let me show you about him. Hmm. Look at verse, chapter 31 from verse 21. 31, 21. Kings. Oh, these are kings. You see, you may not remember Ahab. If you remember Ahab, it's because of his evil. You may, not, you may not hear, you know, so many kings came, but you don't hear Rehoboam. Rehoboam is the king that chopped everything and destroyed everything that was handed over to him. He even destroyed and sold the house of God, the things in the house of God. He sold the things in the house of God. He, because he's the one who listened to young people's advice as compared to old people's advice. The way they killed him, the way he died, his end was terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, look at this one. He says he wanted a new path. He wanted a new path. And in every work that Hezekiah did, eh, in the service of the house of God, and in the law, and in the commandments, to seek his God, he did it with all his heart, and prospered. Hallelujah. He prospered. Let me show you some of his prosperity. Eh? Go to chapter 32, verse 27. I just want to show you point by point. No talk, no plenty talk. Let the verses speak for themselves. I want to be a, a God-oriented, God-house-oriented person. Seeking God first kind of person. And Hezekiah had exceeding much riches. Do you want this for your life? Yes. Do you want money? Yes. Listen, everybody wants money. If you, even if you are not saying yes, you, you want it. You like it. I'm showing you what to do. I'm showing you what to do. And the car had exceeding much riches and honor. Some people have money, but they don't have honor. This guy had riches and he had honor. And he made himself treasuries for silver and for gold and for precious stones and for spices and for shields and for all manner of pleasant jewels. Verse, verse 38. Have you seen what I'm seeing? Storehouses also for the increase of corn and wine and oil and stores for all manner of beasts and coats, coats for clocks, flocks. He had so much. Does there a certain king, the Assyrian king came against him? Hemmed him in. He prayed to God. He and Isaiah prayed to God. God stepped into his camp and killed all the generals of the Assyrian king. God, no, no human attachment. Like, there was no human agency. God, and the Bible says, an angel of the Lord stepped into the, the camp and slaughtered all the generals. And he knew, the king knew that it was an angel of the Lord that came to do that. Because he had come against Hezekiah. The God-house-oriented man. The working for the Lord-oriented man. The seeking first the kingdom of God oriented man. Hey, tell me about hey, hey, hey. I see the Lord entering the camp of the enemies that people who have aligned themselves as enemies. Listen, if you think you don't have an enemy, you are a child. You are a child if you think that nobody's against you. You don't need to be against anybody for anybody to be against you. By virtue of your choosing, ask Joseph where his enemies came from. By virtue of Joseph's choosing, he had enemies. His own brothers became his enemies. So if you think you don't have, I'm, I'm talking, your enemies are you are, you are you're like, oh, my, 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 my. you don't know. You think it is ordinary that you have stayed in one place for a long time. You think it's ordinary. He says, a great and effectual door is open upon me, unto me. But many are the adversaries. It's in the, it's in the Bible. It's in, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. It's in the Bible. It's in the New Testament. It was spoken by Paul. A great and effectual door is open unto me, but many, 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 many are the adversaries. I see all those adversaries being terminated. Yeah. Being cut, cut off. Chains that have bound you and prevented you from going on. 2018, he says that your soul shall be free. You shall dwell in peace. The one who walks according to the old past shall have what? What did what he say about him? His soul shall have what? Peace. Rest. I have the soul shall have rest. First Corinthians 16 9. For a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. 2008, you have entered with new demons, new devils. Yeah, you think you were the only one who was preparing for the word? Oh, the devils who were preparing for the year. Oh, you, you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they are demons, new year resolutions. They know what they are going to do, they know how they are going to prevent you from going. 
I see them be chopped off in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will be free to serve God. You will be free to do what God wants you to do. You shall produce results everywhere you go in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak as a prophet of God sent to you. I said you shall produce results everywhere you go in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. King number four, Cyrus, 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 Cyrus is the king number four. Ezra chapter one, verse one. Ezra one, one. Hey, Cyrus was not even a king of Israel. He was a king of Babylon. He was a king of something. No, he was a Gentile king. But look at what God said about him. Because of what Cyrus did in the first year of his reign. Now in the first year, you see, all of them is first though. It's not second or third though. All of them like that is first. There are some, there are some first things. So as we are starting the year, this is the first thing. First thing. First thing. First thing. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus. I see God stirring up your spirit. King of Persia, that he made a proclamation through all the, his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, Verse 2 Kola Basatabaya. That says Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me. The Lord has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. He has charged me to build him a house. He has charged me to build him a house. Look at the next verse, verse 3. Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him. And let him go out to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord of God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. Go to Isaiah chapter 45 from verse 1. This has never been said about anybody apart from Cyrus. Isaiah 45 from verse 1. You'll be shocked. Why? Because Cyrus decided to do the bidding of the Lord when the Lord stirred him up. That's just a lot who is anointed. To, I said Cyrus is not a king of Israel. He's a, he's a king of Persia. The Persians were not from God. They didn't believe in God. They didn't believe in God. But look at what a prophet stood up and prophesied about him. And it happened in his life practically. Before he was born. That says the Lord to and his anointed to Cyrus. Whose right hand I have holding. To subdue nations before him. I will subdue nations before him. Why? 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 He has been charged to build the house of the Lord. I will sub- Listen, nations shall be subdued. Before you in 2018. Nation, I'm not joking with you. I'm saying what the Lord has stirred me up to share with you. Nations shall be subdued. Nations shall be subdued before you in 2018. Give the Lord a shout if you believe it. Jesus to subdue nations before him and I will lose the loins of kings when kings meet him they cannot defend themselves to open before him the tulip gates and the gates shall not be shut no gates shall be shut before you in 2018 you shall walk through without any limitations and inhibitions in Jesus name go to the next verse 2 hey hey say hey Before thee and make the crooked path straight, 
I will break in pieces the gates of brass. All the gates that have been hindering you will be broken into pieces. And cutting asunder the bars of iron. Let me show you some magic, a magic verse. Can I show you a magic verse? I'm coming to show you the punchline. Punchline. Look at the next one. Verse 3. Verse 3. Punchline. Punchline. I will give thee the treasures of darkness. I will give thee the treasures of darkness. I see the Lord giving you the treasures of darkness. And hidden riches of secret places. Listen, there are, there are, there are riches that are hidden in certain places. Hidden it. He says, I will give it to you in 2018. There are monies that are going to come to you that you never dreamed and never thought to ever come into your life. In 2018, I, I am receiving my first $1 million from God. That's what God I'm receiving my first $1 million from God. Because God is, I don't care where it's going to come. I don't know where it's going to come from. I'm not, I'm not thinking about it. He says, I'm going to give him treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. That thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which called thee by name, by the name, I'm the God of Israel. Hidden, hidden treasures. Yeah. Treasures of darkness. So our year 2018. 2018. It is our year. Jesus, begin to speak in tongues right now. Stay up yourself. Stay up yourself. Stay up yourself. Stay up yourself. I see the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places being given to you as you work for the Lord. As you work for the Lord. As you make him first. As you make him first, 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 as you make him first. Hey, Lord, I said to baby, Lord, I said to baby, it's my year of working for the Lord. It's my year 
I'm working for the Lord. I'm making the house of the Lord. The single most important thing in my life. I'll put in that first. I'll push the kingdom. And it will take me forward. I'll push the kingdom forward. It will take me forward. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's my year. It's my year. I'm working for the Lord. It's my year. I'm working for the Lord. Give the Lord a shout. Give your neighbor a high five and say, I'm working for the Lord. I'm working for the Lord. I go hard for the Lord. I go hard for the Lord. I go hard for the Lord. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. You may take your Take your seats for just some 10 minutes more. I have 10 benefits of serving God. 10. 10. I'm sure you some, but I have 10 benefits. 1, 2, 3, 10 benefits of serving the Lord. 10 benefits of working for the Lord. But I'll share just three with you because time is fast spent. On Sunday, I'll share the next seven. Time is fast spent. So I'll, share, I'll just share three with you. Okay? Three. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, the Bible lets us know that there's really a reward for serving God. There's a reward. There is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> but thanks be to God, which gives us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Go back, go to verse, go back to verse 58. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It is not in vain. There's, there are benefits. There are great benefits for serving God. For working for the Lord. Says you must know. That's why I want to share them with you. Look at the Amplified. Look at the Amplified version of this particular verse. He lets you know. He says continue. Therefore my beloved brethren be firm. Steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always being superior, excelling, doing more than enough in the service of the Lord, knowing and being continually aware. So I want to, I want to equip you with knowledge to make you aware. So that as you are doing the work, you know what you are going to get. You know the benefit. I've showed you some already. You know the benefits. You know the benefits. That your labor in the Lord is not futile. It is never wasted or to no purpose. It is never to no purpose. Because some people think it is no purpose. It is to no purpose. God is not unrighteous to forget. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10. says, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love. In that you have ministered to the saints and you do minister. Hebrews 6 verse 10. King James. For God is not unrighteous. To forget your work and labor of love. Which you have shown toward his name. In that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. He's not unrighteous to forget. God is not like that. He's not like man. If you work for him, look at what he did to David. Look at what he did with, with Hezekiah. Look at what he did with Cyrus. Look at what he did with Solomon. Our king of kings and lord of lords, Jesus, employed this particular principle in his life when he came on earth. Hallelujah. In John chapter 12. Look at John chapter 12. Listen. It's an old path. It's an old path. Oh, Hallelujah. 
Go to Luke chapter 22, from verse 25. Luke 22, 25. Our, the king of kings and the Lord of lords employed it. He, he used it. He used that key. And he said unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they, have, they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. Verse 26. But ye shall not be so. But he that is greatest among you, let him be as a younger, and the, the, he that is chief, as he that doeth do serve. For whether is greater, he that sitteth at meat or he that serveth. It's, it's not he that sitteth at meat, but I am among you. I am among you as he that serveth. This is our Lord Jesus. He says, I am among you as he that serveth. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. John chapter 9, from verse 10, verse 4. For the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I'm in this world, I'm the, I'm the light of the world. Jesus employed it. He did. Because there are benefits. There are real benefits. Look at Malachi chapter, chapter, chapter 3, verse 13. Yeah, it's, it's, on the people, it's on the lips of people. I've been saying it throughout. Malachi 3.13. Look at Malachi 3.13. It says, your words. Read it to me. Read it to me. This, this scripture is so important. I want you to read it to me. One, two, go. Continue. Ye have said, it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? He says, you have said, you have said. It is, go back, go back, go back to verse 14. It is vain to serve God. It is on people's lips and it's in their hearts and it's in their minds. This particular scripture is in your hearts, it's in your minds. When you serve God, they say, what are you doing? When you work for God, oh, you are wasting your time. You are, what are you doing? You are wasting your time. I sorry, I sorry now, baby. You go to church, you never go home. You go to, yeah, 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 yeah. If you are going to club, oh. yesterday they were showing me some video of someone who was in a club chilling with money. And another sister who is coming to church and is being prevented from going to church from the same home. The one who's going to the club is allowed, but the one who's going to church is not allowed and is insulted. They have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it? There's profit too, but they don't know. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? Verse 15. Go to verse 15. And now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that, let's read. Do you have message, BB? Do you have message? You have message. Put it there for me. Those who take life into their own hands are the lucky ones. They break all the rules and get ahead anyway. They push God to the limit and get by with it. This is the, let's, we should start then from verse 13. Message from verse 13. Message from verse 13. God says, you have spoken hard, rude words to me. You ask, when did we ever do that? Verse 14. When you said, it doesn't pay to serve God. When you said, he says, you have spoken rudely to me. Painfully to me. When you said that it does not pay to serve God. What do we ever get out of it? When we did what he said and went around with long faces, serious about God of the angel armies, what difference did it make? And then you go on to say, those who take life into their own hands are the lucky ones. They break all the rules and get ahead anyway. It's like all the fornicators are prospering. The 419 guys are prospering. If you want to prosper, you have to do some yahoo yahoo. Do some whatever. Add some zeros. Do something. And it's this all over. It's like they are prospering. Yet God says, I will show you. God, this, this verse, he says, I will show you. Go to the next verse. God says, you, you are saying this about me. You are saying this about my work. I will show you. 2018, God will show your people. 
he will show people around you that it is really profitable to serve God. It is really profitable to do the work of the Lord. You show them. Then those who live, whose lives honored God got together and talked it over. God saw what they were talking, what they were doing and listening. A book was opened in God's presence and, and minutes were taken of the meeting with the names of God fearers written down. Your name has been written down. I said your name has been written down. All the names of those who honored God's name were written down, documented. I see your name being documented. Yeah. Look at the next verse. Verse 17. God of the angel army said, they are mine. They are all mine. He has he says, you are mine. You are mine. They will get special treatment. Do you know special treatment? He says they shall get special treatment. When I go into action, the Lord is going to action in 2018. And you shall have special treatment. I treat them with the same consideration and kindness that parents give their out. Who honors them? You have honored God. You'll be honoring God this year. God will treat you differently. King James says that you shall return and you shall see that there's a difference. There's a difference. King James. He says, and I will spare them as a man spared his own son, that's everything. And they shall be mine, said the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spared his own son, that's everything. Verse 18. Then shall he return. And descend between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth, serveth God, and him that serveth him not. You shall see the difference. It will be clear. This year, the difference will be so clear. Listen, God will honor you. Listen, God will honor you. It is, it's actually a year of honor. God will honor you. He will honor you. As you work for the Lord, He will honor you. He will honor you. You'll be shocked. Hallelujah. Let me show you just one, one benefit and then we'll close. You are tired. Aren't you tired? Time is fast spent. My time is up. My time, the time that was given to me is up. Number one. Point number one. Ten benefits of serving God or working for the Lord. Ten benefits. Okay? Ten benefits. He says there shall be a difference. Oh. No, no, no. There shall be a clear difference. As you are dancing for the Lord, you see a clear difference. They will see. Oh, even for some of us, there's a clear difference. We know. We know those of us who have been serving God. That we know. We've been working for God. Isn't there a clear difference between how many of your mates are married? Zero. There's a clear difference. Clear difference. Clear difference. You may not have plenty money, but there's a clear difference. Recently, I met some of my mates. It's been 10 years since I left school. It's been 10 years since I left university. I met some of my mates recently. Some are abroad and whatever. When they came in, they met me, realized that God has blessed me. They realize that I'm, there's a big difference between us. Big difference. I'm like 10 years ahead of them, and they know it. They know it. Clear difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. Okay? Yeah. So don't, 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 let your, don't be ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed. This year we'll be going out to do things. You'll be carrying placards and doing things. We'll be working for the Lord. Without shame. We know what we are getting from it. We know, you see, when, when a Jacko and those people started making, doing comedy movies and they were doing foolish things on TV and all that, everybody was laughing at them. After five years, when they started building mansions, people realized that, oh, Jimmy, who was fooling has profit, there's profit in fooling. Yeah, and one of them built a house and wrote it in front of it. There's profit in fooling. 
you are insulting me. That's prophet. If you go the way of the Lord, people will insult you. Oh, but uh, there will be a difference. This year, clear, clear, clear. Oh, nale, oh, nale, joke. About fake, clear. It will be very clear. Yeah. You'll be surprised. Hey, listen. What has happened to this ministry in the last six years is not compared to what God is going to do this year. It, it cannot be compared. By the end of 2018, you will understand what I'm saying. God will honor us, eh? You'll be shocked. Key in, oh. Tell me about key in. Key in. Key in hard, strong. Benefit number one. I'm closing. Benefit number one. Serving God or working for the Lord launches you into fearful and uncommon favor. Listen, listen to the words I've chosen. I intentionally chose these words. Working for the Lord. Number one, launches you into fearful and uncommon favor and makes you a wonder to your generation. That's what it does. It launches you. It's the launch pad to uncommon favor. Fearful. The favor is fearful. People wonder. You remember, he says, they will be my jewels. I will choose them. They will be my jewels. They will be mine. And I will spare them. I will spare them from all the austerity in the world. Spare them from all the economic problems of the world. Spare them from all the diseases and the sickness in the world. This year, there will be depression in the world. The, listen, the prophecy concerning the world and the mountains that are in the world is one. It shall get darker and darker. And darker. Every year, it will get... This year, more people will die. In all the places we hear people dying. Don't be surprised if you hear such prophecies when you get out of this place. You hear it plenty. It is a promise. It is there. It will happen. It won't get any better. The only place, the only mountain upon which things get better is the mountain of the Lord. Every other one is a mountain of doom. Before long, it will get dark. One man of God was sharing concerning his story. How that he was working as an accountant for a certain business, a certain company. And God spoke to him. He was working in the house of the Lord as a lay minister. And God told him, move and do full-time ministry. He was prompt to respond. He left immediately. Four months later, the business he was working with collapsed. And people were even arrested in the company. He was spared. He was spared of the shame, of the trouble. And he would have been one of the people to be arrested. He was spared. I see God in you. I, I said, I see God sparing Those of you, I see God sparing you. All that we are saying here is for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wherever you are in the Medina Church, Kaswa Church, Kanishi Church, wherever you are, Liverpool, where the Lord is sparing you. I see you being launched into uncommon favor. Fearful favor. Eh? It says fearful and uncommon favor. And will make you a wonder unto your generation. Go to Psalm 102. This is my last scripture. Killer punchline scripture and then we we'll close magic 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 scripture psalm 102 from verse 13 to verse 15 kola basatabaya lero husha pali kizese i work for the lord all day long i will work for the lord i'll make the house of god my primary addiction as for me it was in my heart hey, we've been searching what made, what made god choose david he has showed you I have showed you today. I have showed you the secret. The house of the Lord was in his heart. It was in his heart. 
Thou shall arise. He's talking about God. He says, God shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. He shall have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor Zion. Yay! The set time has come. Yay! The set time has come. For the time to favor Zion has come. Yay! The set time. There's a set time. 2018 is a set time. For your favor. Why? Why? You see, we've heard the scripture so much, but we didn't see the next verse. Look at the next. You'll be shocked at the next verse. So some people call this for themselves. Oh, it's a set time. For thy servants, Kula, Adbili, Kapkili, Falbili. For thy servants take pleasure. They take pleasure in her stones. And favor the dust thereof. The servants in Zion. The people of Zion. We are the ones he's talking about. He says, they take pleasure in Zion's stones. What are the stones for? The stones are for the building of Zion. Says they take pleasure in the building of Zion. It's a year of walking in the name, right? Walking, working for the Lord. I nearly went to 2017. It's past and gone. But they're still continuing with that, isn't it? It says, for thy servants take pleasure. His ple- the servants' pleasure are in her stones. And they favor the dust thereof. They favor the work that brings the building of Zion. I can extend the scripture for you and go to Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 19. But it will be too long. It will be too long, so I'll not do it. It will be too long. The dust says they favor. The guy, the, the servants of Zion have made the house of God their primary addiction. So he says it is the set time to favor them. It's your set time. For uncommon, it's uncommon. It is fearful. Why is it fearful? Look at the next verse. Verse 14. Verse 15, rather. It's fearful. He says, so the hidden shall fear. The favor will be so much. This year, God will favor you so much that those who are around you will fear. They'll be afraid. Hey, why? Why? What are you doing? They'll ask you questions. What are you doing? Why? 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 Fearful favor. So the hidden shall fear the name of the Lord. And all the kings of the earth, they shall fear your glory. They shall see the glory of God increasing consistently and continuously upon your life. It's a fearful and an uncommon favor. Locating you in mercy. You will do well. Hey, you will do well. Uncommon exploits. Wild exploits. Uncommon exploits. This just benefits number one. He says there shall be a clear difference. A clear, clear difference. Clear difference. Clear difference. Clear difference. Welcome to your year of uncommon favor. Uncommon, uncommon favor. Fearful favor. Thank God for what they have shared with you. It is my year. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.